I am Dustin Goes to Hollywood. And I'm just a hopeless romantic. And this is the Silver Linings Playlist, a podcast that tries to find the silver lining in some of cinema's bleakest endings. Uh, does it and get, honestly, some of the cutest, too. <laughs> it doesn't get any bleaker than the truth, right? No, this, you know, I'm just glad we're covering a romantic comedy for once, finally. I can't believe you made me watch this movie again. <laughs> it's adorable. Well, <clears throat> if you're new to our show, what we like to do here at the Silver Lines Playlist is cover movies that don't end in your typical upbeat Hollywood ending kind of way. We like to cover movies that end on more of a depressing note or a what the fuck note or a confusing note. Um, and this movie, we're obviously dealing with the real life murders and confessions of such by serial killer Ted Bundy in Netflix's original feature, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and a really hard title to remember the name of. What? <laughs> yeah. This How title good was my good. clue last week, though? Yeah, it's not a good title. I kind of like it. <laughs> it's I, I can never remember which adge- adjectives I'm using. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. I I get I'm like you jackass. Ex- extremely evil, w- really wicked. <laughs> no, what? <laughs> That's how I remember. <laughs> um, God, you're. It's a good thing you never pursued that rap career you no. talked about. Um, Mally, you picked this one for this week. Tell me why you did, because it seems like you were just looking at a list and you're like, yeah, that one looks good. <laughs> No, I was, I had been thinking, I watched, I was psyched, like, I've been anticipating this movie since it was announced, because mm-hmm. I'm a big, I'm big into serial killers, I've been on a big cult kick lately, mm-hmm. Um, I still haven't seen Midsommar, mm. um, and yeah, like, you know, so I was psyched, you know, it came out, it dropped on a Friday, I literally canceled plans to go home and watch this movie. <laughs> dimmed the lights down red because yes i'm a nerd who has the color changing light bulbs mm. and threw it on i was like all right let's go because mm-hmm. i was like i'm a big fan of this director joe uh berlinger mm-hmm. he did the um west memphis three documentaries okay uh paradise the paradise lost documentaries the yeah. child murders at robin hood hills um if you're familiar with those mm-hmm. um also look in the west memphis three case it's fucking fascinating um damien eccles i own two of his books they're amazing he also did earlier this year conversations with a killer the ted bundy tapes see i was wondering if those two things were separate but i guess he's the same it's the same guy behind same guy and from what if memory serves it was when he was making those that documentary he was like this would like this would be a good film yeah and then decided to make a because dramatic film both of them kind of dropped around the same time right a couple months apart i just remember it felt like they were both three months apart maybe they they did drop awkwardly close yeah that's that's interesting though you could and yeah like and then the moment like they cast lily collins and i love her yeah she's adorable and then zach efron i've been i've been a big efron supporter like ever since he like he started doing comedy films and started taking on more serious roles i was like dude right on like this dude's like I think this dude could be really good. Yeah. And I'm just going to say, he crushes it in this movie. He <laughs> brings the heat. Mm-hmm. Him as Ted Bundy, like, there's some scenes where he just, he nails it so ridiculously hard. Yeah. Anyway... <laughs> Um, it's not a great movie. <laughs> no, I'm glad. I'm glad you finally said it. <laughs> it's not a great movie. No, it's not. Um, great performances, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's all about my thing with this movie. It's the perspective. They should have kept it 100% hard line from Lily Collins' perspective. Yep, I cannot but agree more. There's a few. There's like some big <clears throat> scenes where they don't follow her perspective, and I think. It's the mix of perspectives that make this movie not as good as it should be. Yeah, I, the I agree. The performances, the cast, it's all great. Um, I agree. It's that one little fault. I agree for the most part and all that. Fuck you. Um, there are some things also, I have Also, it's such with. a cute movie. Uh, so if you are hazy on the details, let me remind you about the movie. So it's, again, entitled 
extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. The year was this year, 2019. It dropped on Netflix a couple weeks or months back. I can't remember. Uh, director, as Melly says, Joe Berlinger, uh, starring Zach Efron, Lily Collins, John Malkovich, Kaya Scodelario. I don't, I think that's how you pronounce her name. Jeffrey Donovan, ah. Angela Seraph. God, I'm terrible with names. Angela Serafian, Jim Parsons, Dylan Baker, James Hetfield. Yeah. And Haley Joel Osment. As a security guard. Yeah. And Haley Joel coming through, dude. Yep. Uh, Look, this cast is fucking stacked. Also, it came out in May. Okay. Beginning of May. It was like a week after my birthday. I don't have information on the budget nor the gross because obviously it's a Netflix movie. Uh, It has a 56% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I thought I no award no, nothing. I'm just gonna yet. stop talking. Um, <laughs> but yeah, 56 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, which is maybe a little low, but I I'd also, say a little low. Yeah. yeah. Um, why don't we? I'd, pu- I'd put it mid 60s, maybe. Yeah, that seems about right. Why don't we play the trailer for everyone uh, who may need a refresher on uh, the tone of this movie? Do you remember the night we met? Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, you have been witness to the unspeakable horrors of the defendant's heinous crimes. You have seen ghastly injuries, smashed in faces, broken jaws. Will the defendant please rise? For years, I've carried this guilt that I'm to blame for everything. <laughs> if only I hadn't trusted you. I promise you'll never leave me this. It's about another missing girl, isn't it? Ted, did you do it? No. We've got a very disturbed, sick individual. You'll be the first nationally televised trial in history. You look nice, partner. I'm disguised as an attorney today. I get very scared, but, you know, he's also really dreamy. There are things you don't know that will shock you beyond your worst nightmares. It's all a lie. It is a capital murder case. And you are skating on thin ice. This is about catching a monster. I wish I could take it all back. What about me? I love you. Get out! The killings were extremely wicked. Shockingly evil. Vile. Did you do these things, Ted? This is all gonna end. It's only gonna end with the truth. The trailer sells the movie. The trailer's adorable. This movie is adorable. Perfect trailer. <laughs> Perfect um, trailer. This trailer got a lot of heat. It's a pretty great trailer, and I think it's better than the actual movie. <sighs> I'm just going to say that. I, Fine. I, I, I'll, let me be upfront. I don't hate this movie. I just... Not the vibe I'm getting, I, sir. I'm just not a fan. Like I, I probably don't need to ever rewatch this movie after the rewatch for this recording. Um, you're, God, you're just like no fun ever. I have no. Let me be upfront. I have no interest in true crime at all. Like that is my fucking jam. Why are we friends? <laughs> we do come to contention a lot of things, but yeah, I'm just not. I don't know. I don't find it. I, I think I would enjoy it more if it wasn't such an oversaturated subgenre. Because, like, between this movie, the documentary this guy did, like, all the stuff about John, like, John Bonet and the, te, uh, the, the BT, BTK killer and John Wingate, like, Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, th- there was that Jeffrey Dahmer movie that came out this year. 
Have you seen that weird ass show? I think it's on Netflix called I think it's called Becoming Jean Benet. No. So it's like a documentary about the murders, but like it's interviewing all like the townspeople and people who knew the family and were connected to them and stuff. Mm-hmm. But also it's like these people are also auditioning to be part of the documentary and like play like little girls like the parents are being interviewed while the little girls audition to play Jean Benet in like the reenactments. Oh, it's so weird, <sighs> I, but I found myself horribly fascinated with it. I just I don't know, dude. Like it was really fucked up. I think we have really gone. How is there no Jean Benet Ramsey movie, by the way? There, there will be. Mark There's Woods. a really good band called the Jean Benet. Somebody is pitching it like right a, now. <laughs> kind of like a hardcore screamo band. Yeah. They have this one song called Behold the White Whore. It's really good. Check it out. So. Anyway. What I was just saying is I just feel like this there's, cute there's, stuff. there's too much like true crime. Everything on TV, it seems like between like TLC and Netflix and Hulu. Like if you go on Netflix right now and just type true crime, you could probably watch something related to true crime until the day you die it's just too fucking much i know i love the day and age we're living in and they always cover the same the same like handful of topics like it's like john Bonet, ted bundy john wayne jeffrey uh Dahmer, and it's just i don't know i at one at some point it just gets boring and like how I get many it. ted bundy things have you seen dude i guarantee you can search on netflix right now ted money and you'll get at least 20 different results for tv shows or episodes of other shows that cover it it just seems like it's the same cases over and over that people are just rubbing through like the staircase everyone was super obsessed with that for a while making a murderer i actually didn't watch the staircase i i see i saw parts of it that guy totally did it um I, I watched i actually watched both seasons of making a murderer the first one because i was like oh this looks interesting and then, like, a week after I finished it, it blew the fuck up and everyone was talking about it. Um, I watched season two out of curiosity because I was like, this case has been so publicized since the first season. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck is the second season going to tell us that we don't already know? Yeah. And the answer is absolutely fucking nothing. I tell you <laughs> the what. The second I, season was a goddamn waste of time. <laughs> I don't dislike true crime unless it has to deal with just, like, murder. Because I just find that boring. But like, for example, the really fucking eye-opening surviving R. Kelly and uh, Shit, leaving yeah. Neverland. Those I find interesting because... Oh, dude, you got... So, uh, the things that put this guy on the map, uh, Joe, mm-hmm. the director of this movie, you have got to watch uh, Paradise Lost. Okay. You, dude, it, the they are going to fuck you up. So, he made three different documentaries over the course of like... 20 years pretty much Mm -hmm. like the first one follows the west memphis three through their trial the second one catches up with them a few years later and then the third one they were actually shooting it when they got released Mm. and so he like went back and kind of had to you know change it around a little bit to include the release but it's fucking they're fascinating they are brutal as shit like Five seconds in, you straight up see an image of one of the mutilated five-year-old kids. See? And also, fun fact, it's the reason uh, James Hetfield's in this movie is because that par- the first Paradise Lost was the first movie, um, first time Metallica ever licensed their songs for a film. Hmm. And though, and they use the, they gave him like two or three songs. And Wait, how old is that? Every musical cue. In the fucking thing. <laughs> how how old is that man. movie? Uh, the first one. Because I remember Zombieland had Metallica oh, in it. God, when was that? So it had to have been before that, I guess, right? Um, nineteen. So the oh, first yeah. one was ninety six. Oh Jesus! Okay. The second one was two thousand, and the last one was two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve. Okay. Yeah. Um. Also, fun fact. Um. This guy also directed Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Oh, boy. Um, He's not great at narrative films. (laughs) Let's let's open the topic, then, of this movie about the lead actor playing Ted Bundy. Let's talk about Zac Efron. 
Um, he's, he, he's fucking great. He does really well in this movie. I will give you that. He is very charismatic. He's very charming. He really personifies, I think, the 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 persona of Ted Bundy. Like, he, he nails it. Yeah. But I think he's also stunt casting. Because I don't know if anyone would truly care about this movie if he wasn't starring in it. It's damn good stunt casting then because he also fucking nails it. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. I remember when they were announcing this movie and they're like, oh, Zac Efron's going to play Ted Bundy. Everyone was just so, – no one gave a shit that Lily Collins was in it or that uh, – I did. That John Malkovich was in it. Like all I heard about was, oh, how's he going to do it? Like I don't know. I just – I think if you want to do a movie like this and you want it to be something – memorable that isn't just like i said stunt casting you you put either an unknown actor in there or you put someone you totally do not expect that like zach that disappears into the role but zach Efron, it, it i read up about it the reason he got put in this movie it was because the director thought he looked like him and that's the only the main reason he wanted him to be in the movie is because they had resemblance i'm like yeah that's part of it but also I don't know, man. I I mean, he clearly fucking nails the persona. So no, he does. All, all I'm gonna say is the dude made a good decision. I, I'm I, not. Efron's the best part of this fucking. Movie. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying. I feel like you are. Is it stunt casting? Or yeah, did he? But or, it's genius fucking stunt casting. Okay, no, I'm. I I don't disagree. I think he gives a good performance. I'm not. I disputing can argue. That. God, this ep- <laughs> listeners, I apologize. We're gonna argue more than ever on this fucking episode and i will go on and say i don't understand well i'm not i'm confused oh, why they, the fuck we go let I, me stretch i'm confused why we even make movies like this between this one <sighs> did you see that jeffrey Dahmer one that just came out a couple months back the my friend Dahmer? i thought that was like two years ago no it was a couple i believe it was at the end of last year really yeah um let me look it up, but I'm like 95% sure. Motherfucker, that was 2017. Okay, well, never mind. Excuse me. I think I just saw it. I think that was 2017 was when it got released in festivals. I think it had a wider release, like on, available on streaming and shit later on. You're right. It did premiere yeah. at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2017. Yeah. It was also released in the U.S. on November 3rd, 2017. Oh, shit. That must have been a limited run. I didn't actually get see it like available to like watch until like a couple months, like probably like November, December, I think, of last year. Anyway, Anne Hesh was in that movie. Fun fact: I've heard her do cocaine. Oh boy, <laughs> she's yeah. uh, not a good Didn't person. Didn't see it either, but I heard it. Yeah, she's not a great person. Uh, um, she was in her trailer, left her mic on. I, <laughs> uh, I just don't understand why we oh, try. We're gonna get sued for this one, uh, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Um, like you mentioned it earlier, but I don't understand why we try and humanize these just absolute real life monsters. The way they could have rectified that is by making this movie entirely from Lily, uh, uh, what's her name? Lily Collins' point of view. Yeah. I think if they made it entirely from her point of view, yeah, this movie would have made a lot more sense to me. It wouldn't have been just, I don't know, dude. I, I just don't enjoy watching the dramatizations of real people who died. Yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, my biggest issue with this movie is that it wasn't completely from her perspective. Yeah. Because, like, all the stuff, like, like her reacting to finding out stuff, like, mm-hmm. all those scenes were fucking rad. And, like, him coming home and trying to explain him. That scene where he walks in and she just straight up bitch slaps him. Yeah. Is amazing. Well, answer me this. And who do you think's the the protagonist of this movie? Like, who's the main character? Exactly. And that's that's where I draw my most criticism for exactly. in this movie. Exactly. No, you know I'm, I'm right there with you. I think it should be her. Uh, yeah, it should but be. But it's kind of him. I think the only movie that's really done this well recently um, in terms of like using real life murderers or uh, real life uh, people involved in the incidents like this and not making them the center of the attention like this movie does with Ted Bundy. Without giving away too much, they do it really well in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah, with Charles Manson. like. Or if you want to go even further back and you want to talk about like just the absurdity of it, they kind of do it well with Hitler too and Inglorious Bastards. Like it's not. Yeah, but then he also he goes full Tarantino. Spoilers. Yeah. No, you do full yeah. Tarantino with it. Oh yeah. my god, Tarantino should do a Ted Bundy movie. <sighs> well, he's got one left in him apparently. And Star saying, Trek's would, on would the he, table. I know he's doing. <laughs> he's apparently doing a Star Trek. Do you want to see him do Star Trek? 
or Ted Bundy? I I I think the ten movies thing is bullshit. Honestly, uh, Tarantino could somehow pull off Ted Bundy being in a member of Starfleet, and I would buy into it one hundred percent. I would rather. I don't know how the see, fuck he would do it, but I'd watch it. I would rather between those two, I'd rather see his Star Trek. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I don't, like I said, I don't Star Trek fan. He's now he's done revisionist history on two murderers with Inglorious Bastards and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So I don't need to see a Ted Bundy one. I'm just imagining him like, oh man. <laughs> I shot Spock in the face. <laughs> um yeah, I I don't know why we made why this movie is like that like that it can't decide who its main character is. But that's You know what they call a whopper? Oh boy. Klingon. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. That was a bad one. Um <sighs> I I don't know. I found this movie very difficult to become engaged in. Like it's not very gripping. Um it's just scene after scene of Ted getting away with shit and Lily Collins being upset. Which is unfortunate because I feel like there's some but, real. Like, it's also kind of cute. <laughs> there's some real opportunities for Lily Collins to shine much more than she does in this movie. And also Haley Joel Osment just laying the Mac down. Yo, he's having the weirdest career ever, right? One hundred percent. You went from. His... <laughs> I don't know what's going on with his career, but it is fascinating. He went from Six Sense and AI to a real lull, and now he's just doing the weirdest shit ever, like Tusk. This movie, Silicon Valley, yeah. that that one movie that I didn't even watch, but it's like him as like a sex ed teacher. All right, I can't. Oh yeah, no, the movie Sex Ed is that what that is? I didn't watch it, but he's yeah. just having the weirdest career. <laughs> entourage. Yeah, I mean, well, everyone was in Entourage, but yeah, no, you're right. True. Um, yeah, but not to say like he. I mean, he's fine in this movie. He doesn't really contribute much. Like he was also in 2017 in a movie. Um, starring Mackenzie Davis and Carrie Coon. Oh, wow. Elias Sharkat. Okay. Laika Stanfield. This cast is fucking stacked. What movie was that? Um, Izzy Gets the Fuck Across Town. <laughs> That's a great title. <laughs> I I don't know what this movie is, I don't but know I gotta that. see it now. This looks fascinating. I mean, between... I, like between Lily Collins and Haley Joel Osment, I think, and to add on to that, John Malkovich, I think a lot of them are wasted in this movie. John Malkovich, especially, is completely wasted in this movie. Yeah. Do you know who I wasn't too familiar with, but I actually really liked in this movie? Hmm. Um, n- not gonna try to pronounce. Her, I'm gonna try to the girl from Skins, Kaya That's the girl from Skins, right? That's the only thing I've ever seen her in, other than this. Sure. Yes. Yes, it is. Yeah. No, um, she was she really was a, really good. She was apparently in the Maze Runner movie. She, oh, she's in that fucking yeah. movie that just came out, Crawl. Yes, she's the star of Crawl. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm very interested to see. It looks fun. Um, I actually do kind of want to see it. It looks um, more dude, fun she's... than The Meg, I'll tell you that. Yeah, that movie was rough. Yeah, I didn't want to um, see it. She was really good in really this. Really good in this. Like, she she does really well. I'll give it to you that Zach Efron does really well. Lily Collins does, I feel like she had more in her. I just don't think the script was written for her, or at least the movie wasn't edited to really give her a moment. John Malkovich yeah. is sleepwalking through this fucking movie. Um, Haley Joel Osment doesn't really get to do much. She's just kind of there as a familiar face. Um, what I liked about what I like about John Malkovich though is that I love that he didn't even bother. Like he he kept his goatee, and then when they show you the footage at the end, clearly the the judge was clean shaven. Everyone yep. else committed super hard. Like Zach Efron grows, or at least he has the beard in the scenes where Ted Bundy would have a beard. Uh-huh. Like everyone really committed, and yeah, John Malkovich was like, "No, nah, I'm keeping my fucking goatee. <laughs> you get me for one day. I guarantee you, he was on set for at most two, but probably one. There's no fucking way. <laughs> um, I also. <sighs> just don't like jim parsons i think he's actually fairly good in this movie but uh i feel like i've never watched a single episode of big bang theory but i've seen clips and i'm like you know what i don't fucking like this guy same but i well he's pretty good in this movie i just don't like that i can't stand that fuck i've tried i tried to watch that show and i was like no so bad it's so bad so fucking bad um but he he does pretty well in this movie you you know what he was good i think I think the most compelling part of this movie is the trial during the last hour of it. 
And I yeah. wish this movie was more of that. And I think maybe some editing could fix this movie for me. But did you ever 100%. see? Did you ever like, see? I feel um, like they should have used the trial as more of like a framing device. Yes. And I was going to say, did you ever see Exorcism of Emily Rose? Yep. It's not. It's not a great movie, but, no, but it's structured that's, very that's well. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Though, yeah. You put the trial oh. in the forefront, and everything else is flashback, and I think it works a lot better. How good though. Especially because they play the actual footage in the credits. Yeah. The scene where they bring him out in front of all the paparazzi. Oh, dude, fucking nailed it. Holy shit. Yeah. I was watching that with um, a friend of mine and they're like, this scene's fucking weird. Yeah. They're like, they like, like, why would they write this scene? Like, yeah, like this is just is weird i'm like this is 100 percent what happened yeah and they're like no fucking way like he wasn't that (laughs) theatrical and i'm like wait till the credits yeah and they're like oh holy fuck like that was a holy shit that was real that's what i I mean like zach efron was no slouch don't get me wrong he he did his homework he brought the heat he's he does really well with this material the murder yeah yeah which i will say i like that we don't see him kill anyone. We see him hit that woman, but yeah, we don't actually see him like anything. Like he bludgeons that woman, but he doesn't. He gives one hit to her, and then we kind of cut to her yeah. dragging her in the through the woods. Like I love that they do not like. I I don't know something about that. I was like, oh, I love that. Like we're yeah. not actually. Well, it makes you be- kind of believe him that yeah. That and he, again, I feel setup. like that was one of the leftover things. I'm saying leftover, like they changed something like like that's one of the things where it's like, oh, like that's brilliant because if like this movie again, if it was fully from her point of view, we wouldn't see that stuff. Yep. Like that's what like I feel like they were so close to getting the narrative correct Mm -hmm. and then gave up. Yeah. Well, I think I think they wanted their cake and to have it, too. They wanted. To make this movie about Lily Collins, but they're like, fuck, we got Zac Efron. We got to put him in the forefront. Yeah. Like, like, I really feel like you could re-edit this so easily. Yeah, just rearrange To kind of get more to, closer to what we're talking about. Yeah. Here. Um, yeah, when we, speaking of that scene, um, where he, we see him actually bludgeoning that girl, that might be where the editing and the sound design and everything is at its peak because, you, oh yeah! You get the sound design of the hacksaw as like the tension is building, like as part of like a rise, and that shit is fucking crazy. Yeah, like, it's really well done, and I it's unfortunate that that scene is at the end of the movie. Like, you finally, yeah, it's, it's just they were so close were to close. a good movie. Yeah, um, I don't understand why they didn't do more of that in this movie. You had plenty of opportunities to like. To really know. engage the sound design and like crank up the uh, impending doom and the the creep factor of Zac Efron, but it's like you said, the movie's too cute. It tries to make him too charming, too likable, so that at the end you do when he does confess, it's kind of more you know overwhelming. But I mean, anybody knows anything about this case or Ted Bundy, like you know he confessed to doing it. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I like you said too. I don't, I don't think they knew exactly what they wanted their narrative to be, and they kind of went for this middle of the road shit that just didn't pay off. Um, one hundred percent. I, um, I don't also, have much. More I, to I love seeing Jeffrey Donovan pop up in movies. Who does? Who does he play? Um, what's his name? He's the lawyer, right? Um, no, he's um, he's a detective. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. No, that all that stuff is good. Like the detectives Love trying seeing that to dude get him. pop up in movies. Yeah, all that stuff is good too. Them trying to get him, and like the whole thing about getting him to admit that he's been to Chicago, or didn't, yep. didn't go to Chicago, or at least whatever. Like that stuff's all good. It, I don't know, man. Like it's such wasted opportunities. Um, I'm so close to a, so <laughs> close to a good movie. Let, can we talk real quick about the? The, this is going to sound so deep, fake deep, but the character of Ted Bundy, like in the grand scheme of things, like just the idea of Ted Bundy, like if you had to, if you were making a movie and he was a fictional character and you were just writing him out, he just seems so absurd that 
Like at the end when at the, at the end of the movie when he he never has an arc. Like he just seems kind of boring as a character. And I mean that kind of just goes back to the idea of that that this movie should have been focused on Lily Collins cuz I don't think uh-huh. I don't think Ted Bunny as a character is very interesting. Like just the idea of him like like I said he never has an arc in this movie. Like yeah, he confesses, but he still maintains that same kind of oh, I'm just witty and charismatic and lovable and charming and attractive. But it, I guess my my question is, is this a good role for Zac Efron? Yeah. I mean, he did well, but overall, in terms of the grand scheme of his career, is this going to be something he looks back on and thinks, I shouldn't have done that? Uh, No, absolutely not. You don't think so? No. Because this also seems like it's right for being problematic in like 10 years from now like just the the progression How so well because i can see it now that people will be like oh this movie glorified ted bundy and his killings whatever like i don't see that being far-fetched from what is a possibility five ten years from now and i mean the movie pays jeremy renner played fucking Dahmer. yeah no, I'm not. And I'm, 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 no one's saying shit about that. That's but I'm so I'm saying like the wave of progression sometimes misaligns itself and starts eating the snake. The snake eating his tail to where it can come back around. I mean, it could come back around. I'm not saying it will. I'm just saying I see it being a very potential possibility. And like I, this movie's good for what it is, and he does really well in it. I just don't know. I don't know if it's a good career move for longevity because he has he gotten much work after this movie. Like has, uh, has he, he been was in the Harmony Korine film The Beach Bum, which I I didn't see yet. Um, I haven't had a chance to either. I hear it's fucking great. Though. I've heard that too. Um, like has he has he been announced to join anything recently? I don't know. Yeah. I follow him on Instagram. He's been like surfing and stuff. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I, I think about him in, like, Neighbors, where he's really funny, too. And, like, he's he's one of those actors that did break out of the shell. Oh, of actually, just... fun fact. Hmm. Um, Efron will star with his brother in a survival reality series called Kill the Efrons, where the pair will be sent to remote parts of the world. The mobile-only series will premiere in April 2020. Efron has also been cast to voice Fred Jones in Warner Brothers' 2020 Scooby-Doo animated film. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I mean, he did. I do, I'll give him credit that he did manage to break out of that shell of being a Disney actor and yeah. go on to do. I mean, fun he things. Had, he's had a pretty good. I mean, Mike and like you know the neighbors movies. Mike and Dave need wedding dates. I didn't see that one. I highly recommend it. Him and um, Adam Devine are hilarious together. Okay. Um, <laughs> Baywatch. Didn't see it. Not going uh, disaster to. artist. He's in the disaster artist. You're right. Greatest Showman. Didn't see Greatest Showman because I don't. Uh, yeah, Beach Bum. This movie, you know, he's got a he's, slow he's... incline, but he is. I feel like this was like something he was banking on, really breaking him out to like to really separate himself from that Disney persona and from that comedy persona. Like, yeah. And I don't think Dude, I don't know if it reached that climax or not. Someone on Reddit photoshopped him as Adam Warlock mm-hmm. for Guardians Three. Mm-hmm. And dude, I back that one hundred percent. That would be amazing. Yeah, I I have no objections to that. Like Efron being directed by James Gunn. Yeah, I want to see that. I like, think he's what, got. What would that be? He's got the potential to really be a really great actor. Like he's got the potential, I think, to get to like say Leonardo DiCaprio's level. I think he's oh, got that no, potential. Oh no, yeah. I think here in like the next decade, I think we're gonna see him taking on like. Scorsese type movies, ass roles. Yeah, I could see him doing like a true, like a like a crime gangster movie. But like, I think I'm I'm worried this movie might have set him back a little bit. I think it didn't pair up, pay, uh, pan out like he wanted it to. See, with critics, mm-hmm. maybe, yeah. not, But I think like I'm pretty sure directors and writers are gonna see his performance in this movie and be like, he has range. Oh, this like this dude fucking commits. Yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, I no, I th- I would love to be proven wrong. That's all I'm saying. Uh, fucking, I'm hey, 
All right, check back in with me in what year is it? Season twenty twenty nine, whatever. Twenty twenty nine. Okay. Efron's gonna have popped all the way off. I hope so. I think he's got the potential, and I would love to be proven wrong. Um, I just have a few like minor notes uh, I wanted to cover. Is there anything you want to talk about in particular? Um, the wardrobe in this movie is fucking amazing. Yeah. No, it's um, it really has it has almost like a like a zodiac feel to it. Yeah, like they kind of rob their aesthetic, which yeah. is fine. I'm not. There's nothing wrong with that, but it does have like a zodiac kind of color scheme, um, wardrobe feel to it. Art direction. Funniest scene in the movie. Funniest scene in the movie. Uh, Him escaping the courthouse. Yeah, that whole sequence. I'm laughing the whole time. It's so. It it's all true. Yeah, all actually happened, but it's so fucking bonkers um like him just jumping out and someone to see him be like huh yeah <laughs> he just runs off i think the funniest scene in the movie to me is funny for another reason but i God think damn it you always gotta bring me down when i'm on a high i think when he's son in of the, a bitch when he's in the dog pound and he's having the conversation with lily collins and they're looking at the rottweiler i think the rottweiler's fucking comedic gold because like <laughs> just just watch the dog's reactions in that scene because like i will i will give you that he's like he's barking at ted bunny which is obviously like oh he senses something in him but then they show the dog how to like just pull his head back and just kind of cock it to the side like hmm just fucking i don't there's something about the the editing of that scene that dog is fucking hilarious and that that made me laugh more than any other scene in this movie for sure um i want to oh, so hang about, on hang on sorry yeah real quick yeah sidebar I was reading on about Zach Efron because we were talking about how he's going to be great in, in the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. This is just a wild fucking paragraph. Efron sought treatment in early 2013 after struggling with alcoholism and substance abuse. He has been sober since. Mm-hmm. Um, later that year, he had his jaw wired shut after breaking it in a fall at his home. Damn. In spring 2014, Efron engaged in a fight with a homeless man in Skid Row, Los Angeles. Tight. Law enforcement <laughs> officials did not make any arrests because they viewed it as mutual combat. Wow. That's a thing. What the Mutual fuck? combat. Is that like the B version of Mortal Kombat? I guess. <laughs> um, so it's it is a it's a term used in the United States courts when two individuals intentionally and consensually engage in a fair fight I while that not was still hurting considered bystanders illegal. or damaging property. I thought that was still considered illegal. I don't know. Well, I gotta get in more mutual combat. <laughs> yeah, for real. That's what I'm this taking amazing. away from it. Dude, hey, when I come out to LA, you kind of like, you know, just get together, your little mutual combat. Yeah, just a little mutual uh, Now, comment. we can't hurt bystanders or damaged property. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Copy. That's That's weird. That's like basically saying, yeah, you can duel. Just don't kill each other. <laughs> yeah, dude. We got to bring back dueling. We got to bring back dueling. That would um, be so fucking rad. I want to talk real quick. Not There's just some brief moments I want to talk about, but I think the screenwriting in this movie is also needs to be polished up a lot. They're, yeah, I feel like they shot, a, they, they shot the first draft. The first three lines of this movie are so much are so filled with exposition and so like screenwriting one on one that I, I I take it back this scene made me laugh just as much as the Rottweiler scene. And it's the first lines in this movie and it's when Lily Collins is with her friend at the bar and she first meets Ted Bundy. The first mm-hmm. the first lines of this movie are Lily Collins saying, "Why did you bring me to a college bar?" So, up oh, that establishes setting. Uh the, her friend says, "Because you need to get over that loser you were with." Okay, now we establish that Lily Collins is recently single. And then she says, no one is going to want a single mom who's a secretary. And I'm like, come on, man. Do better, screenwriter. (laughs) You just, you didn't have to do it like that. You could kept some stuff to reveal later or, you know, it's more of a, this is a tale don't show kind of movie. It's frustrating. (laughs) There's no, I, I, I have no rebuttal. There's no subtlety. You're right. There's no subtlety in this movie. (laughs) Um. Just like there's a, the part at the end of the movie where Haley Joel Osment's boxing up all her alcohol um, and like she has to like give him like the approving nod. I'm like, come on, man. I get it. She gave a drink and after Ted got a, like charged with, with murder. I get it. Like, <laughs> um, There's also just some of the direction choices. Like 
10 years later and everyone looks exactly the same. And I don't understand why some movies do this shit. Like after Ted gets charged and they do the 10 years later title card, everyone looks exactly the same. I don't know about you, but 10 years is a long fucking time. I think I would drastically change what I looked like. What did I look like 10 years ago? I don't I feel like we talked about this with um uh the old boy remake. They kind of did the same uh, yeah, shit. I think you're right. But they did actually it fun fact, I can years. see exactly pretty much what I look like cuz my driver's license photo is from when I was 21. But there are differences. Um, there are Yeah, no, di- I look differences. different. Yeah. It's I don't understand why movies do this shit all the time and I don't understand. Like give him what's give give him a mustache, give her like a different color hair do something (laughs) well it's like the fucking most like all the recent x-men films like first class takes place in the 60s yep yep. and then the newest one takes place in the 90s yep and they all look the fucking same yep (laughs) i don't know man i don't know why movies do this shit um my only other note before we get to the end is a lot of dialogue really actually you keep asking me what the you asked me what the funniest scene was, and I keep thinking of other scenes that made me laugh. But um, <laughs> when Ted is talking to uh, the girl from Skins with the glasses, I can't remember her character's name. Uh oh, the Kaya Scodel. Yeah, he's he's uh, in Carol Ann Boone. He's having visitations with her, and yeah. he's she she makes the suggestion of like hinting that she should move to Florida to be with him while he's on trial, and. He says, you want to move to Florida? And she's like, why not? There are worse places to be. And I'm like, mm, are there, uh, though? <laughs> there, there is one worse place to be. West you Virginia. know where it is? <laughs> it's in jail in Florida. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like, I will say I do like the scene of the, uh, the I guess it's the, the attorney that's, um, like, bringing charges against, uh, the district attorney bringing charges against Ted. And he's like... They couldn't get you in Colorado. You escaped Seattle, whatever. But in Florida, I'm going to fucking fry you or whatever. I was like, that's a pretty good fucking line. Yeah. yeah, There are definitely definitely better places. Florida's pretty much your bottom tier. You? I don't know. And and like you said, being in jail in Florida, that sounds like uh, the worst possible situation. We lived in Florida, dude. We did. And I would not move back. Fuck. That That place sucks. that, That is all I had. Uh, for this movie, uh, is there anything else we forgot to mention that you wanted to talk about? Um, no. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's recap the ending in case uh, everyone needs a refresher. So, All right. Go ahead. I I want to do it. Go ahead. Are you so? Are you thinking you're going to start from the ten year later mark? Uh, I was just going to start from where he. Yeah, he just got uh found guilty. Okay, so he's convicted of. I don't know, like three Second counts of murder, murder or some shit. Yeah, and also they throw in like a count of burglary. Did they? I, I missed that part. <laughs> Which is funny. I don't know why. <laughs> um, and then the judge gives this little speech. Um, which is where we get the title. He's like, the crimes you committed were extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vile. They did the thing that that actually said in that is that was actually said in real life. Yeah. Um, they stick pretty close to the transcripts yeah um and it's i mean it's true like you know ted bundy went to law school he was a young republican um he was pretty heavily involved um with you know the local like republicans and stuff like that like he like i think the judge is 100 percent accurate he made it would have made a great fucking lawyer one day Oh no he would have made a really good lawyer for sure um but he instead he sawed women's heads off yeah and um pulled their underwear down so hard it gave them burnt like skin burn that is that's fucking wild and then i think they said one he like raped her so hard it ruptured her internal organs yep that is but god damn it dude the next level this is what i'm talking about like i feel like this is ripe for being like problem problematized like a decade from now like i don't think so and i i don't know man i'm just i'm throwing my theory out there but go continue please anyway he's sentenced to die death row um electric, electric chair. chair yeah uh flash 10 years later um everyone looks the same Yes. Um, He writes a letter to Lily Collins. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And she goes to see him. Mm -hmm. And he still, he's like, he's denied everything this entire time. Like, he has never admitted a goddamn thing. Yep. 
Um, but she has this photograph. The photograph is a fucking is literally one of his one of his victims. He cut her head off. Yep. And that's where he kind of admits to her. Well, like, yeah, she keeps what he did. She keeps asking him what happened to her head, and he's yep. like, "I'm not a bad person. I didn't do it." And then eventually he he writes hacksaw on the fog of the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we see the dramatization Which, of that. I love the way they did that. Yeah, no, it's great. It's very creepy, fucking brilliant, very creepy, horribly creepy, very unsettling. Um, um, like that's kind of that's really the first time you see that side of Ted Bundy in this movie. Yeah, the and real. Like you kind of get, and that's why this movie should have been from her point of view the whole fucking time. Because watching her crazy. react to that is yeah. so good. That would have been crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um. And yeah. So she she kind of like leaves in shock pretty much yeah and then the um, the detective sits down and he pretty much starts to confess right there yeah yeah um i mean that's pretty much the end of the movie yeah she gets like, she goes you, outside. you get some like on-screen text afterwards yeah. but she goes outside and is consoled by her friends and Haley joel osman and they say yeah. yeah that she's sober she's still alive um ted died in 19 whatever 89 89 yeah yeah like um, three months before I was born. Yeah, and then they show you. Oh my some, god! Uh, what if I'm Ted Bundy reincarnated? <laughs> they show you some uh, footage of the actual trials and everything to compare them, and yeah, it's pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah. Um. So the movie kind of leaves you with a sense of, like, he finally confessed, but like, there's no. The, I will say the score at the end is great too. Um, oh yeah, it's very ethereal and like you, f- you feel good for Lily Collins that she finally got closure, but. At what cost, you know? It's like there's so many – they show all the victims' names that just the ones he confessed to and they think he might have committed like way more than yeah. that. Um, but yeah, it's very upsetting because like you finally see the names of all the victims and it finally hits you how many people that uh, that he murdered. Um, I, I I have a silver lining. Uh, it's a, the very obvious one but – it is what gave me solstice at the end of this movie, and that is that Ted Bundy fucking got his son. He is dead as fuck, dead as Dillinger. Uh, and that that gives me comfort knowing justice was served. And no matter how charming he was, he couldn't fucking charm his way out of a fo- uh fucking Florida court. So, and just jumping right into it, huh? I mean, that's I, I like I said, I don't like this. I don't like these kinds of movies. Um, especially ones based on true crime. It's just, I think where I differ with like movies like Zodiac is that there was never a definitive answer. And so therefore you can speculate and draw your own conclusions and everything. This one, it's like, this guy fucking did it. Clearly he fucking did it. Oh, um, I just realized something we didn't even talk about. Hmm. How about that reveal that Liz, Lily Collins is the one that gave his name to yeah. the police. Yeah. Fuck, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, no, that that was a good bit of that was of that was great holding back too. I do like that, and that makes that ultimate like reveal at the end where he starts confessing all the much more like impactful too. That like mm-hmm. she was right on her speculation and her uh, <coughs> bless you. Um, <coughs> I'm not saying it again. Uh, yeah, <sighs> my my silver lining is it, the real life victims. Uh, I feel like they've at least got some justice served to them in that Ted Bunny was fucking fried. So, uh, yeah. What do you got, Mally? Uh, the state of Florida got their conviction. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> um, sure. Yeah. That's what I'm going with. Nice. Also, my boy Bundy got his nut. Oh, boy. That's just going to be a running thing. Now. Oh boy, problematic. If someone <laughs> has sex in one of our movies, that's going to be one of the silver linings. Jesus. Um okay. Wait, do we did Ted Bundy um call shout out to last week's ev- episode. Um did Ted I should know this cuz I love true crime and you don't. Did Ted Bundy, how do I say this, ever fuck a dead body? Fuck a oh, dead boy. body. Yeah. That that needs Did to be he? our maybe we need to change our theme did. song, our intro. I don't think he really ever got into necrophilia. Maybe he did. <laughs> that I was more of a Dahmer remember. thing. True. But maybe he might have Dahmer did crazy shit. He tried to make a sex slave by pouring 
battery acid into someone, drilling a hole in someone's head and pouring battery acid into their brain. Yeah. And it kind of worked. That's fun, right? Kind of. Wow. Anyways. We all all got our things. If at the end of this movie, when the credits start rolling, you want something to relieve the uh, just sheer melancholy you might be feeling, what's a movie people should watch after they watch Extremely Wicked? You should go find a homeless man and engage oh, in mutual combat. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck watching another movie. Why well, do this? I have a pick me up movie alternative. People a movie you should watch after this movie. I do as well. Um uh, I feel like since Malkovich is completely fucking wasted in this movie, you should watch Con Air, where you get to see him actually oh, fucking doing my something. God. And you can have a fun ride with it too. Why not? It'll totally take your mind off this movie. Yes. Yeah. What do you got? Oh, man. Can I also say Con Air? (laughs) Con Air times two. Yeah. Fuck it. Uh, Why not? You know what? No, fuck that. If you're watching Con Air, follow that up. Double feature. Mm -hmm. Face off. Oh, boy. That'd be a crazy little short film festival you have. This movie, Con Air, and then that. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, uh, is there anything awesome. else? Anything I else? really want to watch Con Air right now. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we uh, wrap this stuff up? Uh, Con Air. Yeah. Too bad I we can't do talk that. Talk about show. Con Air for two hours and how you're not going to poke holes in that movie because it is fucking perfect. Do you recommend this movie? Extremely um, wicked. Um, if you're a true crime fan, yeah, check it out. If true crime isn't your thing, fuck you, Dustin. That's exactly what I would say. If you're not interested in, t- like, not even interested, if you're not obsessed with Ted Bunny or true crime in general, whoa, don't bother. Obsessed, calm the fuck down, sir. I'm most people that are into true crime have a fucking addiction to it. Like that South Park episode about true crime obsession is fucking real. Like everybody I know that is into true crime is takes it way too far. Um. What do you? No, oh, yeah, that's right. This fucking episode into an intervention right now because I don't like that. Yeah. Um. So thank you everyone for listening to our show. Uh, if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you are listening to us right now. We're on murder you iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. And if you would take just a few moments to leave us some feedback or a rating or both, we would really, really, really appreciate that. Uh, you can also find us on social media at Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the Silver Linings playlist. Or if you want to talk about this movie or you have a suggestion for a movie we should do, you can do so on our subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash Silver Linings playlist. Next week, we are completely flipping the script on going from true crime to a Western. And my only clue for next week is is to close the door. So do with that what you will. Until next week, Mally, is there anything else? What is fucking happening right now? Yeah. Yeah. You ready to go? I, yeah, I'm just confused. And that's not nothing out of the usual. Uh, well, thank you again for listening, everyone. And until next week, where we're dealing with a Western, uh, as always... Except ah! for <laughs> nothing else. <laughs> nope. Excelsior. 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 Oh. Look at us.